Hello and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast. I am Chris, filling in for your host this week while Gavril plans ways to make the Waterdeep campaign hell for me and my fellow players. Last week we spoke about patch 8.1, Tides of Vengeance for World of Warcraft. This week we will discuss both the Wild Developer Q&A and changes to both Heroes of the Storm's development team as well as changes to their esports. Let's jump right in. Hi, buddy. Hey, how you doing? I'm very good. I'm very, very good, actually. Glad to hear. I'm in a really good mood, which is weird. How are you? Um, oddly awake, even though I got no sleep. So, yeah. <laughs> no sleep. That sucks. This is um, this is what I happens when drunk. you start playing Path of Exiles. Or yeah. Exile. Uh, I was very drunk last night, so there's that. <laughs> what was the occasion? Uh, works Christmas night out. A lot of alcohol was consumed. Uh, work Christmas parties. <laughs> it's great. They can be hit or miss. Oh, uh, no. Well, it was it was good. There was bad things that happened um, that were out with the control of the Christmas party. But other than that, it was a good night in itself. Glad to hear it, Chris. How was your last week? Um, wow, we did raiding, but we did, we chose to lock out and go straight to Cahoon this week, and we're up to, like, 80 wipes on Cahoon. Still not beat the 200 nod for Ice Crown, I see. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, we're getting halfway there, I tell you. Um, mm. I think we, like, this week was the first week that it really felt like we were making some solid attempts on it, and... Okay. Um, we've been rotating out who's doing the running of the orbs, ah. and I think that inconsistency is what's contributed to some of the problems that we've had. Yeah, like that's not going to help. Yeah, I mean, we had certain people who used to do it that aren't doing it anymore because they stopped playing with us, and then other people who are doing it for the first time. So, you know, a lot of attempts were yeah. like one or two minutes long. Someone tried to run it. There's like, people learning it. Yeah, I mean, and and it's good that we put those people first so that they can try it a few times mm. and then we wipe quickly if they can't do it and then, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. switch them to another slot where it's later on or whatever. So, um, okay. yeah, doing that. Uh, like I mentioned, I have been playing a bunch of the Path of Exile new season. Um, um, that game is really hard. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> Um, I've been working on trying to build up some survivability because I keep dying constantly. I like Path of Exile. The one thing that bothers me with it is the talent system. It just It's too much. Far too much. Yeah. And I'm not using a build guide. I'm just kind of doing my own thing. And I'm, you know... That's probably not helping. It's, it's not, but it's helping me to learn. And, mm -hmm. you know... I mean, I, I see a lot of builds where they kind of jump around all the different classes and specs, and I'm trying to stick mostly to Witch and see what happens, and I'll learn from that experience, and I'll create a new character and do the whole thing over again. So we'll see what happens mm -hmm. with that. Um, cool. I got to play some Mario Kart yesterday for the first time uh, with mm -hmm. listener of the show, Arlie, friend of the show, Arlie. 
Um, then on, I didn't play the one for Wii U or was it Wii U? Was that the last Wii system? Wii U and Wii. Yeah. Yeah. And they ported it to Switch. Um, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to deal with than older Mario Kart games because I don't think I played one since like I need Nintendo to get the new. I need fun. to get Mario Kart for Switch. It's on my list. You do. You do. I mean, it's one of those games you need to have if you have like couch co-op opportunities uh, because it's fun to play with friends and, you know have them hit you with uh, shells the entire game. And then you just throw your controller out of exactly. them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's one of those games. Gotta love those but, Joy-Cons. Yeah, I mean, so... so dynamic. Obviously, getting out of some of the WoW stuff, but, you know, since the patch came out this week, I did jump back into WoW and do a bunch of the mm-hmm. quests and things like that, and the new, um, the new Darkshore scenario, and mm-hmm. I went in, like, first thing when the patch dropped, and it was buggy as hell, and... Well, be yeah. played it again about two hours later and it was fine. So, um, yeah, I mean, I got a few good items from the new stuff they added, like since the Alliance can go straight into Darkshore. So that was mm-hmm. cool. And, you know, other like once we get this raid down, I'll feel a lot better. Um, but yeah. What about you? Cool. Um, I have been playing WoW this week. I've been enjoying WoW this week. I've been leveling my Demon Hunter. The one that was my main for like a year and a half on Europe. Um, I capped him out today. He is 317 I level. So I'm working on that. Not going as quickly as I would like, but getting there. Um, uh I can't do the new Dark Shore because not only that I'm Horde, but um, that they put that they have to be 320 to do Warfront's requirement in, so now I can't do either Dark Shore or Arathi, which is kind of annoying because Arathi's up, so I could do Arathi, but I'm almost at 320, so I'll jump in and get that done at some point. Um... I have very much been... I've forgotten how much I love the Demon Hunter. I've just forgotten how much they are so fun. So I'm probably going to end up raiding on that when the new raid comes out. How can you forget you have like 10 of them? That is not the point. This is the first one that's hit 120. Oh, okay. This is the first one that's hit 120. (laughs) How do you like it with the Um, BFA content? I mean... I like it regardless. The mobility, just the survivability, just how trolly you can. I had a, when I was 115, I had a 120 Death Knight try and kill me, and he gave up because it was like, fuck it, he's vengeance. I'm not going to kill him. He's not going to kill me because he's not going to do damage. But so he just left. That's funny. It's like, yeah, I might be low level, but you ain't killing me, bitch. Wow. <laughs> Come at me, bruh. Um, what else have I been doing? I've been playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm. I love the new event, Toys, Toys, Toys. It's so good. I have no idea how much I want that kid announcer in my life. I think it's great. I'm so excited. It's adorable. And I, well, there's more things I want to talk about for Toys, Toys, Toys later because I think they're doing some really interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that. But a lot of Heroes of the Storm. Loving it. So much fun. Love that game. Uh, and Dungeons and Dragons. Much, much Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, my Saturday campaign is going well. 
I've broken way too many pencils out of sheer anger when the villain shows up because that villain has been an asshole to my character and it's frustrating. And then the Tuesday one with Gavril is the DM and I get to be sneaky and it's fun. I'm playing a rogue. Arcane trickster, so I do magic as well. Mm. Yeah. Cool. And of course, Gavril has lost his fingers while doing home improvements to his new man cave. <laughs> Hi, Gav. <laughs> How many fingers does he have left? Uh, like one, or like <laughs> negative one. He's either got one finger left, or he's he owes the world a finger. <laughs> How about listener um, feedback? Let's move on to listener feedback. We did get a email from uh, Alessander, and it actually made us think a lot about how, what we do with this show. So I'll go ahead and read the email. <clears throat> uh, as you know, I am a big StarCraft fan and been between my show, show notes, blogs and emails, try to offer StarCraft content. But often what I see as StarCraft news is more about what the community is up to rather than what Blizzard is doing because Blizzard does so little for StarCraft. I understand that you don't want to spend half an hour on StarCraft, but... It does pain me to hear podcasts say that there is no StarCraft news that week, meaning no Blizzard news about StarCraft. So I wanted to know if you uh, if you do want to cover StarCraft or only cover Blizzard. Uh, not everything StarCraft uh, because we've got the pylon show for that and you don't have three hours every week, but the majority, the major tournaments and storylines going on, for instance, or the comic books and such... Uh, like the new patch that dropped for StarCraft last week that has changed the meta and three major tournaments that are happening right now, one of which is directly supported by Blizzard. Two, actually, uh, because there's the TESPA. So I guess what I'm trying to understand where you guys are coming from, whether you discuss things that you're interested in, things that you think people might be interested in, or what the community of the games actually are interested in, or just trying to shut me up. <laughs> uh, the blog isn't going to change, but I can't stop spamming you on stuff you don't want until I forget, but it's worth a shot. So, um, Alessander, I actually think that is a fantastic email and it's very, very good constructive criticism to us because we sat down and we thought about it. You're completely right. We don't talk about the... Starcraft as much as we talk about, say, Heroes or Warcraft or even Overwatch. And I think it does come down to the, what you've said in your very last paragraph, uh, your second last paragraph, sorry. Um, I think when it comes to us, and I think Kevin will agree with me on this, and even Gavril when he comes back, that we tried to talk about everything to do with Blizzard. But we've realized after reading your email that I think for us, it would be more beneficial and create a better show and a better environment for everyone listening to us, for us to talk about maybe what we're more passionate about rather than us trying to do what Blizzard is doing with World of Warcraft, make a, make a theme park type of show where we talk about little bits of everything. I think you. I think Kevin will agree. We will get a much bigger and much better show out of us talking about things we're passionate about. For me, I can sit and talk about heroes for hours. I can sit and talk about WoW for days, 
fact, Gavril and I have literally sat and had the same conversation about the same lore multiple times for hours on end just because we are passionate about Warcraft lore. In the same day. In the same day sometimes. Accurate. (laughs) What I'm saying is I very much appreciate your criticism because you are spot on. And I think from here on, and I hope Kevin will agree, we are going to try and do better. But maybe not in the way you like. And I apologize if that is the case. I think we're going to try and focus on talking about things that we are a bit more passionate about. Because I think that'll put a better product across in what we're doing. But also it'll allow us to be a bit more ourselves in regards to what we're talking about. Because I know when I'm trying to talk StarCraft... I am terrible at it because I'm terrible at StarCraft. I don't focus a lot on StarCraft. The lore confuses me sometimes, and it's it's not something for me. But when I sit there and talk about heroes, I can go for hours because it's something I love. So your email has been very helpful to us, and we very much appreciate that, and we thank you so much. Because... I, th- I hope people are going to like what we're going to start doing now in regards to the show format and what we want to talk about. Well, the, the way that I'm looking at it is that, you know, we're kind of taking the veil off that we're not going to be touching on each piece of news from each piece of Blizzard IP every single week we do a show. We're going to yeah. be focusing on the things that we care about and the things that we're interested in. And honestly, we're not doing a lot of Diablo news. We're not doing a lot of Starcraft news right now. And to an extent overwatch because we're not playing those games as much, um, as some I mean, of the when, other blizzard IPs. When Gavril's here, he'll talk about Hearthstone until his face turns blue because he loves that game. I will talk about heroes of the storm until my face turns blue. Mm-hmm. And all three of us will talk about, wow, like nonstop. Right. And you know, one of the reasons why and this is like you know this is kind of getting behind the curtains a little bit but one of the reasons why i wanted to start a show like this was because um you know not just because i was new and i didn't feel like there was a lot of content for new players that was out there podcast wise but because um you know i enjoy shows where people are playing the games that they're talking about and you know maybe not so much casually but like really digging in and spending hours in these games every week and listening to them talk about that because they have experience in those games. I mean, if we don't have a lot of experience in those games, then what business do we have talking about it? Exactly. And if it's something that we love and are passionate about, we're just going to get more and more into that talk rather than us trying to sound passionate about something that we're just not. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not... I mean, don't get me wrong, yeah. there there will definitely be days where something from StarCraft has interested us, because Gavril is a StarCraft player, he loves StarCraft, he will... If it's something that he is interested in, he will talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I think from now on, um, rather than doing a week in news where it's just every bit of news that, that's official from Blizzard, I think we're going to take stuff that we find more... that we find personally interesting or that we are a bit passionate about that we want to talk about and that's going to start from this week so welcome to our new format yay (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, but no, thank you, uh, Alexander, 100% for your email. You're wonderful and you are keeping us on the straight and narrow, which I appreciate. I very much do. Uh, Kevin, do you have any of your shout outs? Um, we ha- do have some shout outs. And for a second week, I know you're obsessed with this. <laughs> a second week in a row, Denmark has made the top five. We also have the US, the UK, Canada, and Australia. Um, Denmark, keep sharing the love and getting your friends to listen. I mean, it's great to see you in the top five. Um, I mean, we don't know why he's obsessed with the top five, but he is, so we let him do it. I I like the idea of, you know, people wanting to get into the top five if that's a thing for them. Maybe they can get a few people. Like, look, it doesn't take a lot to crack the top five. I mean, if you get three friends to listen to the show or just download it once, you'll be in the fucking top five. So, uh, honest but sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's move on to this week in Blizzard. Um, this is again, as we've mentioned, uh, our new a new format for us. We're going to be talking about rather just every bit of news that's came out from Blizzard. We're going to talk about what we are passionate about and what's piqued our interest this week uh, from Blizzard. So um, let's start off uh, with your Vulpirin mount. Well, the the Tides of Vengeance going live is the main piece of Warcraft news that happened. I know, this week. but your Vulpirin mount. Let's start with that. <sighs> the Vulpirin cool. mount is now available. It has wings. <laughs> it flies. I don't quite understand that part of it. It's so cute, though. It is. If you want to ride a giant dog-looking creature. Um, it's now available. Uh, I think it fits certain race combinations probably better than others. Like I think it'll fit. Yeah, I think um, it'll look good on for the elves. Yeah, I think the elves. Like a void all the elf. elves will make it look. Yeah, fantastic. I think it'll look great with all the elves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll look great for the smaller races, gnomes, goblins. I don't imagine it's going to look great for Torin or space goats. <laughs> I think y'all are going to look weird on that thing. And, um, yeah. the the re- like the smaller races are going to look great on it, and I think all the elves are going to look great on it. Mm-hmm. It's the bigger races you all you're going to have to convince me on that one because I don't imagine it's going to be great. I mean, I kind of feel like it um, should have come out during Legion, but maybe that's just me. It kind of has a Legion theme to it, almost like an. I mean, th- it's yeah because I think that ma- I think the the Legion theme is mainly becoming be- coming from because of the trailer for the mount because the trailer was set in Suramar, yeah, which is kind of weird, but it's a mount based on the Vulpirin, which makes it really weird that they would base the trailer in Suramar, but also not because flying isn't actually available in Vuldun, so they can't really do it there unless they have it set up already. I get what they've done, but I think it was weird. A few odd choices. Yeah, but the mount looks great. I think the mount looks fantastic. I will definitely be purchasing it. I mean, the face looks like a Vulpirin. The face and the ears look like a Vulpirin. And if the Vulpirin were like like actually on all fours and bigger, I think it would fit very well. Um, But because we've been introduced to them as a humanoid race, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but in, in fairness, it would be like us having a cow mount for the Torrens to ride. Hmm. True. 
I mean, it's still gonna be weird. I mean, I like the movie. It looks great. Riding a Volpirin. Yeah, that's essentially what it's coming down to. It's like a Volpirin riding a Volpirin, a, a Tauren riding a cow. Maybe they're not gonna do a fish. Volpirin as a playable race. No, I no, I don't. I I I. Either way, it's still weird. The fact that it exists yeah. is weird. Yeah. Anyway, just, just in that aspect. Anyway, it's twenty five dollars, and I'm not gonna buy it. I will be buying it because I'm a mount whore. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, if um, eight one went live, yeah, we're Yay, we're going to talk more about eight point one and some of the news around that, and obviously the developer Q and A that came out. So we'll get to that later. Yes, but eight one is live. Right. Woo! What about Heroes of the um, Storm? Heroes, we've got. Uh, I I want to talk a little more more about toys, 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 just because I think there's some really interesting things they're doing with how the event works. So for people who are unaware, Toys, Toys, Toys is the uh, Christmas event for Heroes of the Storm, and it it is literally toys. They're like the event UI is all about you playing a board game with your friend and you roll the dice and you draw a card and you get multiple different quests rather than just being, okay, you have these three quests. Once you complete these three quests, you get all of the things. You actually have multiple quests you can go through. So you have to roll a dice to get a quest? You roll a dice, You whatever, whatever you get, you're piece moves along the board um, and throughout the board there are these blockades that will be the special rewards like the Dahaka stuff the the Lyra stuff the Stitches stuff, the very last one being the Kid Announcer pack um, but it'll take, but depending on what you roll it can take you maybe it, it'll take you a couple of turns to get through it all or it'll take you 10-15 turns to get through it all Wow! It's and but they add extra quests for you to do while you're playing, rather than just being okay. Once you finish this, there's nothing else for you to do. There's some extra stuff for you to actually do and try and progress to, and I like that. There's more things for me to do rather than just okay. I have to do this. Okay, I'm done that. I've got all those rewards now. Okay, next done that. Got all those rewards. Next done that. Got all those rewards. I'm done. There's multiple different tiers for me to get all these rewards for. It essentially works out to be the same, but there is much, much more of it now, rather than just being something that's like three steps and we're done. So mm. I like it. I think it's great. I want to see more events like that, where there's actually more stuff for me to do, rather than just, you know, do a couple of quests and move on. So I love it. I think it's great. Good job for the Heroes team. Wonderful job on this event. The skins are amazing. The The... The event is amazing. The portraits are fantastic. And that kid announcer pack is just adorable. Just fucking adorable. Cool. They have an army man, Jim Rayner. Yeah, they do. That's cool. The board is so cool, you can't deny it. Do you have <laughs> do you have any of the legendary plushy unicorn mounts? No, I don't. I don't have any of the mounts yet. Those look cool. They're all very cool. I love I love this event. It's so good. So good. You know that so those action figures are going to come out in real life, right? Oh, they fucking better. Oh, they fucking better. <laughs> I will be buying them just so I can have them sitting next to my Sylvanas statue. Well, not the <laughs> statue, but I have a Sylvanas like thing that's really cool. And they'll, they'll be sitting next to it. Alright. What else <laughs> about Heroes of the Storm happened this week? Uh, that was the good news. 
that the event is amazing. Bad news. <clears throat> Heroes, the Heroes development team is going through what is being deemed a shuffle. Uh, they are moving developers from the Heroes team to other teams, whether it be Warcraft, Starcraft, Overwatch, or any announced pro- unannounced projects. Uh, there will still be a core Heroes development team that will continue to make Heroes, they'll continue to make maps, they'll make balancing changes, that will still make the game awesome, because Heroes is awesome. They, they will, there will still be a team to do that. But that, that there is a large amount of people that is moving away from Heroes. Um, also, um, the esports division for Heroes of the Storm being the HGC, the Heroes Global Championships, and the Heroes of the Dorm will not be returning in 2019. Um, essentially, it breaks down to just the fact that Blizzard do not deem it as profitable, which I can kind of, I, I understand. Well, I understand. we're speculating the profitability of it. I think yeah. that is what makes the most sense to me, that it There's was probably not profitable. It's not going to be profitable. There's a lot of rumors. Um, but if, th- if that is the case, that it's not profitable. I, I, I understand. I feel absolutely heartbroken for the for the people that work on the HGC and the Heroes of the Dorm and the esports team in general because there's a lot of people that's out of work now. Um, the the casters, the crew, the promoters. I feel very I feel, feel very bad for all of them because they all do such an amazing job at these events and they're all wonderful people. Um Oh, that's... Uh, I'm sorry, that's just depressed me. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, HGC and the Heroes of the Dorm will not return in 2019. Um, we do wish all those people uh, the very best because they deserve it. They're wonderful people. Kevin, say something. I mean, I just hope that this is an opportunity to... Um, have someone else step in and take over that tournament responsibility and like hopefully we yes. still get some decent esports because people will watch it on Twitch, people will watch it live in person. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about that entire hall full of people and like how that's just going to be gone next year. I mean, there were yeah. there were thousands of two, us there. Thousands. For the last 2 years at BlizzCon, day 2 literally consisted of us watching the HGC the last two years, it was literally just us sitting in the Heroes Hall all fucking day watching the HGC. And it's kind of sad that we're not going to do that. I mean, day two has now opened up to us entirely to do other things, but I'm going to miss that because it was great. Win or lose for whatever team we were f- rooting for, it was it was still fucking great. Um, but no, I completely agree with you that... Um, I do hope someone is um, picks up the banner and creates independent circuits for Heroes of the Storm because there are a lot of independent circuits for a lot of games out there. Um, FIFA has them, Tekken has them. Um, there's independent Warcraft ones. There's independent Starcraft ones. There's independent circuits for so many games out there, and I would love to see someone take the initiative and just grab, uh, just create a Heroes uh, independent circuit, and I would love to watch that. I would watch the fuck out of that. 
that does come to uh, something that Kevin and I both agree on. Uh, we need a Gillyweed and a Dreadnought announcer pack before, um, uh, just like now, because Gillyweed and Dreadnought, two amazing human beings. I want to, I want to be able to hear them in Heroes of the Storm all the time. So can they do that? Just you know, as a, we love you guys. You get some revenue for this. Come do this for us. We love because we love them. Let, let's get that, please. Come on, Blizzard. Do your shit. I agree. Let's see the announcer packs. Get them in there. I mean, it's it's. I don't know how, why they weren't in there in the first place, and especially because Blizzard esports is kind of essentially dead. The at least the official HGC tournament. Um, I feel like yeah, it, it would kind of be a way for us to remember that. And it would be it would be a nice little it would be a nice thing for the community because. Yeah. Whether Blizzard accepted or not, Gillyweed and Dreadnought and all the casters for Americas, Europe, Korea, they have became a part of each region's community. They are such a huge thing for each region. Uh, even globally, when you do like BlizzCon, you get all the European and the U and the US announcers go there and they do they do it together, and it's fantastic. So they are a they are a part of our community, and the fact that that we've lost the HGC and the Heroes of the Dorm. I would love to see something of them brought into the game because they're such they were such a huge part that made the esports such such I mean I get if if it wasn't profitable but for the for the play for people who were watching they made it such an event and it it's it's so they need something in the game for them Yeah Kevin <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Um right, with that, let's move on to uh a bigger discussion. Uh we're going to talk about the developer QA uh that uh happened this week in regards to Tides of Vengeance for World of Warcraft. Uh and there's a lot of stuff that's been coming out. From that, there are a lot of stuff that came out from that. Um, one of the big things, Blizzard realized that they suck at communicating. Bad. They're very bad at communicating. They've realized this. <laughs> I don't think they. I mean, I think what's odd is that you know, the what you're talking about is the fact that some of the things were not in the patch notes. Um, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they did admit, uh, but not not only just that, other things that they suck at communicating. Yeah, there there but, was definitely some conscious decisions that were made about like um, deleting mythic keystones, like the the yeah deleting mythic keys and other things that they didn't really communicate include. to us that they thought mm -hmm. about. You know, it, like someone thought about that and made that decision and said that's going into the game and. That was never we even never mentioned told. in the pa yeah. patch notes. And they did say that they're going to try to improve that in the future so that more is in the patch notes. I mean, I'm, I'm in software development. When you make changes to any software, it's documented somewhere. And why they can't share those documented changes with us like more fully is, is odd. I mean, I understand they don't want us to have to we weed through, you know, 20, 30 pages worth of changes they made, but there should be a way to 
prioritize things better and mm-hmm. put certain patch notes together that more accurately reflect what was changed in that patch. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I noticed um, was a brief talk about uh, cross-faction communication, mostly for our peers. There was an add-on that allowed cross-faction communication. They did Blizzard did something with 8.1, and it broke the functionality of that add-on. Uh, now, Blizzard admits this was an unintentional break. They didn't mean to break the add-on, um, because they know for RP issues, you know, for RP reasons, cross-faction communication is such a big thing. Um, and breaking that add-on, you know, screwed up a lot of RP issues, a lot of RP stuff. They can't restore the functionality, but what they are doing as a compromise, the team will be adding uh, the Elixir of Tongues, which will allow you to understand the opposite faction for an amount of, for a certain amount of time. I think that this is a really nice kind of, we're sorry, we can't fix it, but here's something that will help. So I will, I will give them that. I like that. And I do understand their logic of why it's not a general cross-faction communication things that it has the potential for toxicity. I mean, let's be honest. Hashtag burn the tree. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it will happen. Unless, I mean, I get it And under RP circumstances. You rarely get stuff like that. The potion's already live. The potion's already live. Thank you, Elvi. Yeah. It was hot texting. Yay. So it's there for people. Um, so I hope this is a nice little. I hope this is a good thing for the RPers that there is still, there is something that they can do that allows them to continue their awesome events. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So what stands out for you? We also mentioned deleting Mythic Plus keys and yes. Um, you know, I can understand why, I mean, you don't want to have people re-rolling a key, re-rolling a key until they get a specific dungeon they want. Like, you know, I'm still having flashbacks of always having to do Mall of Souls because that's, quote, the easiest one or, quote, <laughs> the quickest one. The you most know, efficient to get artifact power. Yeah, I mean, I'm always trying to... Um, I'm always trying to make sure that we just do whatever keys we get because it just allows for greater variety. And, you know, I hate when people are like, oh, well, never do this dungeon if you have this affix and this, you know, yada, yada. I'm just like, let's just Mm -hmm. do them, you know, and Mm -hmm. some Mm -hmm. we're going to do well on, some we're not going to do well on, but at least we'll have some variety and fun and not just do, you know, grind the same dungeon over and over again. Yeah. No, I, I understand that entirely. Um, one of my issues, though, is that just because of the way that the dungeons are designed right now, and with the significant change, especially to earlier keys, where in Legion, uh, Tyrannical and... What was the other one? Tyrannical and... Oh, what's it called? Fortified. 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 That one. They were previously... You only got them when you were plus 10. Now that you get them, they're the, they're the first things you get... Certain mythics are very frustrating low level, especially when you're in the gearing process. And that was one of the biggest things that being able to swap your keys around um, actually made doing mythics bearable. Because I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people in my guild 
I can only speak for my guild and I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for the community as a whole, but with what I've experienced from my guild and myself, most of the dungeons this expansion aren't as fun as some of the Legion ones were. I mean, I know people hated the Argus one. I know people didn't like the one on on the um, Broken Isle, the Broken Shore, sorry. But the vast majority of the the launch dungeons, and especially Karazhan, oh, that's such a good fucking dungeon. Those dungeons were very fun, and didn't matter that you were doing the same one over and over. It was they were fun dungeons to do. I I only have two dungeons this expansion that I feel like that. I mean, I'm hoping the new one that comes out that, that's 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 coming out uh, the gnome one, the mega yeah, dungeon, is actually really fun because. At the minute, there's only two dungeons. I maybe three dungeons that I am that I want to go out and do over and over, and that's Manor, King's Rest, and everything after the first boss in Boralis. <laughs> <laughs> first boss is just annoying. I don't like that boss. It's so dumb. Everything after the first boss in Boralis. I love those. I I love that stuff. That's so much fun. But the affixes can make some of them just nightmarish and there are they have done a lot of hot fixes that i hope will fix a lot of the problems but until we get enough data on that to really see that you know what i mean yeah hopefully yeah and you know some trash packs we know by doing it are just ridiculous and are diff- you know even if you have cc are sometimes unpullable on certain fxs so yeah, with the more data, hopefully they can gather that. But, you know, it's going to take a few cycles of Mythic Plus Dungeon weeks for them to get data based on the affixes that are available in the different dungeons. So um, mm-hmm. maybe for season three, <laughs> we'll have some, uh, you know, better things. Or maybe if they see things that are just totally egregious, they can make hot fixes. Yeah. No, no, I agree. Uh, I, I definitely think that. It's there is a lot there is a lot here that they can do to make these dungeons enjoyable and one of the biggest things is just making sure that they feel like Legion dungeons again making sure that they they are not kind of well, I've said that wrong not yeah. not that they feel like Legion dungeons just that Kevin help me out I don't I mean you know you know I, what I'm trying to say I like that there's <laughs> trash packs that feel difficult. You know, yes. I think that was a positive change in Battle for Azeroth. What I don't like is, you know, wiping on multiple trash packs on my way through Storm of Song or <laughs> Storm of Shrine of Storm. Yep. You know, like when every single trash pack is something that's potentially lethal, I think yes. there's something wrong. You don't, every single pack doesn't have to have lethality to it. Yeah, I mean, there should be some trash packs that you stun cleave AOE. Not every trash yeah. pack should be like that, but there definitely should be some. Or when um, you're like getting a lot more percentage than you should have to in order to complete the dungeon. I think that's also feels bad. Like, yeah, there's definitely some dungeons you have to go out of your way to get trash. Like in Shrine of Storm, don't you get like at least 50% just clearing up to the first boss? Or something 
crazy like that or even more than 50%. I mean, it's just, it's odd that over 50% of the trash you need for the entire dungeon happens before the first boss is even reached. Like <laughs> that, that's just weird. Yeah. I so. know that um, when it comes to like, um, oh, what's the pirate one called? I keep forgetting the name of it. Uh, Freehold. Freehold, yes. I know Freehold, uh, in regards to percentage-wise for trash, is actually really good. Mm-hmm. You can, you don't you don't have to go out of your way to get stuff, because it's all in front of you as you go. But there are so many trash packs in there that it's like, on a higher difficulty, you will fucking die. Every yeah. time! Well, and especially some of the randomized events that occur in that dungeon. Like... Like if you get the dog, I like the random boss. To be fair, I do like that random stuff. That was that's kind of fun. Yeah, but Once like, you figure all three of them, it's kind of fun. There's the weeks where you get the dog, and you're like, "Oh fuck, we're gonna have to pull all this stupid trash." Yeah, that's kind of annoying. I do think for mythic, it should. I don't. I no, actually no. I don't think it should be locked. I don't. I don't. I. It doesn't need to I be think locked. That dog one could have been designed better. Yeah. The dog one could have been designed better to not force you to take extra trash. Because that's just that's just waste your time. Um, they did also speak about um, voice chat and utilizing it in pug groups. Well, voice um, chat was kind of used <laughs> as like, oh, well, this is a way for you to coordinate in a pug group better. And why but, aren't people using this? Why aren't people using it? Because the internet... <laughs> Well, people, Welcome yeah. to Toxicity 101. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't people, it doesn't help it. that even if I join a heroic group, most of the time the chat is toxic. Like, more I often a, than I, not. I did a heroic... Now, this was a heroic Shrine of Storms today when I was gearing up my Demon Hunter. Did the first boss, not a problem. I had a little disconnect issue. Um, got back in, not a problem. They're going through trash. We get to... You know the trash room... After the second boss, after the first boss, where the sh- runes appear and people go immune. Yeah, you got to step in the rune. Yeah, but you got to move out. You got to move the mobs out of the room, but you've got to step in the rune. Mm-hmm. Someone butt pulled, and we had like maybe thirty mobs on us. So I was trying to keep hold of everything, and we were doing fine. Someone died because they didn't stand in the rune. Um, and at the end of it. One, two, maybe two people died. They had ran back, and we were ready to move on. I get flamed by the healer because someone else butt pulled, but I'm the tank, therefore it's my responsibility and my problem. And I get booted from the group. This is this shit is why people do not use voice chat and get in games like WoW unless it's people you know and trust, because toxicity is one of the biggest problems online. Doesn't matter what game it is, doesn't matter if it's a, a forum site, if it's a video game, if it's social media, toxicity is fucking everywhere on the internet. Why would we want to jump into a pug and use voice chat to just get easier toxicity? Well, I think that it's a different player base. I think there's a different person who's trying to do a coordinated pug than uh you know, random, cute, heroic, but still, I mean, I think... No, no, dude, even people who are doing mythics and they're using the group finder, it's the same people. It's the same people. I would hope that there's not a person who's trying to intentionally be toxic, trying to do, like, a plus 10 or plus 15. 
most of those people unless they just want to never play the game before and get you know perma banned by anyone they play with dude so many people that do that are pushing high keys that are not already got their own group people people okay this is gonna gonna me sound like a dick here but not sorry for it because this is how it's been for 15 this is how it's been for 14 years of world of warcraft people who are on their own and set up and you know looking for group this that and this if it's if it's what they do all the time rather than having a set core group or having a guild or having something like that nine times out of ten not all the time but nine times out of ten these people are assholes and that's the reason that they don't have a core group or friends to do stuff with because they're assholes now don't get me wrong there are those people that just don't like having a big group and want to play on themselves, but they need to. They need people to do group content, so they pug. And those people are usually some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. But the vast majority of that group are the worst of the worst. And P- and you're gonna get that all the time in pug content. So why would we want to use the voice chat just to make it easier for them to be dicks? I mean, you know, it's not a very compelling argument to just be like, oh, people are toxic and not going to use this. I mean, constructive criticism wise, I think the new window that they tacked on to do voice chat needs to be better integrated into like the party options that you have in game. And, you know, their default key for this is T, which I'm sure Uh people have already remapped to an ability that they use because it's something that your index finger can reach. Yep. You know what I mean? So like if they had it in party options and, you know, maybe there was something baked in so that when you create a mythic group through the group finder, um, I know that there's already an option that says checkbox. We plan on using voice chat. And then you can say it's in this discord or we're using vent or let's face it. It's always discord, but um, always discord, you know, man. if there was something that was like actually baked into that option that says we're going to use the in-game voice chat like mm-hmm. something should like automatically happen or maybe pop up that says like you know you've chosen to join a group that's using the in-game voice chat would you like to join the voice chat and like yeah sure like if it would like if they just didn't tack it on and they actually baked it into the other interface options around joining a group i think they would have a lot more success with using that as you know a system no, so, no, I do agree with you that the current UI isn't enough to prompt people or encourage people to use the voice chat. Mm-hmm. But even for me, even when it, even if I'm in a pug and it comes down to, oh, a pop-up windows came up, your group is using the voice chat system. Would you like to join? I'm clicking no on that every fucking time. Well, no, I'm I'm not talking about that just <laughs> coming up every fucking time in your face, like it's you know on fire. I'm talking about if you click that option off when you create a custom group. And when you're looking to join a custom group and it says this group is using the in-game voice chat, you can just choose not to use those fucking groups or not join those fucking groups and join another group. Or when when the pop-up comes up for those particular groups, you just click no that you're not going to automatically join the voice chat. No, no, that's like I said, I completely agree about everything you said about their UI and their their interface options because it is kind of out of the way right now. It does need a bit more integration to make it more obvious. I still won't use it. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I may choose to use it in a pug group like plus eight and above if because I think that it would be helpful if other people were also using it. But in order to use any voice chat program on the Internet, you're the people who are also playing with you have to be using it. And if people aren't using it, then no one's going to use it. And, you know, we've kind of settled on Discord at this point, and that's great. And, you know, the, the only problem with that is, is like, I don't feel like and I don't want to give away the guild's Discord channel to every random person on the Internet because we're joining a pug group. So um, or even our Discord channel, I'm just, you know, it would be nice to use the in-game chat every once in a while on rare occasions. No, I completely agree with that. If it is a situation where you know these people are good people and you're jumping in to do a pug, 100% use the in-game system. It is yeah. a lot better than what we got in fucking uh, Burning Crusade. Uh, it is a, it is the same quality you will get if using Discord. Um, 100%, I completely love the end game system mm. i have no qualms with the end game system because it's it's a really good quality system that it took them a long time to finally get right but you know what they did it they got it right my biggest issue is nothing to do with the system or blizzard on that it's entirely to do with the community because yeah. there are toxic people out there that you uh, that that go that a lot of people go out of a lot of them go out of their way to just be a dick uh, I know some personally that I hate having to group with, but have to because, eh, you know what? Eh, they're good at what they do, but eh, I try and avoid it as much as possible because I don't need toxicity in my life. It's just it's too much work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Mythic Plus and Azerite trait timing. Uh, they're trying to release the new raid tier, the Mythic Plus gear, and the PvP season all at the same time so that one is not like the best and people are just doing that and mm -hmm. not the other stuff. It's fine. Uh, it's fair because there will be a lot of you know, imbalance in regards to stuff yeah. coming out at different times. I like that they're doing that, to be fair. Titan Residuum. Um, the way that they've set it up is they're planning on you getting a piece of gear every two and a half weeks based on how much Titan Residuum they're giving you. So this is yes. where you can purchase a specific Azerite armor piece or purchase a token for like a random um, head, shoulder, or chest piece. Yep. Um, that's fine. The price is going to go up as the eye level goes up. There's no, mm -hmm. you know, obviously that's going to happen. Yep. Um, and they're shooting for that two and a half week cycle. What what do you think about two and a, two and a half weeks? Is that like um like a little, a little longer more than, than it one took a us, month? It's a little longer than it took us to get gear back in uh, Wrath with the badge system, but because but, I think of a good way to do this because the badge system in Wrath, as it progressed, was more of just a okay. You need your old tier set bonus until you get your new one. Here you go. This is more of a you're short a piece, so use this to fill it in. I'm okay with the two and a half weeks because if you're short one or two pieces, you're gonna be sorted in a month's time. So it's not that big a deal. Um because this isn't a catch-up system. This is a system for you to focus your way to getting, oh, I'm missing a really good shoulder piece. Let's fill that piece. Let's get the right piece that I want. So I think this is a better way to do this kind of a system rather than just using and making it another catch-up mechanic. Because we have enough of those. It's not hard to gear. It's hard to gear right, 
but it's not hard to gear. Yeah, I I mean, I think one a month would feel better than one every two and a half weeks, but whatever. Um, I mean, it's not like you can buy every single piece and every single slot. It's three slots. Yeah, I mean, so I'm, that's what I'm saying. But it's, it's the, the three important slots. Let's be let's let's make that very clear. Yeah. It's the three important slots. It's the Azerite slots. Well, as much as I fucking hate the system, they are very they are key to how your character works right now. I mean, I don't I don't know if they mean a random piece every two and a half weeks or a specific you, piece every two and a half weeks. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is it two and a half weeks to get a random shoulder piece or is it two and a half weeks to get the yeah. thing that you have focused on that is the best in slot for you? Because, I mean, if it's a random piece, then that feels even too long. Because, that feels like, too long if it's a random piece. You could just get a randomly shitty piece and then have to wait another two and a half weeks and then get another randomly. Yeah. Like, it could take you two or three times before you actually get something that you want. Yeah. Because this is something that's uh, filling a slot that is, uh, again, the Azerite pieces, these are very important pieces, because this is something filling up a slot that you are missing, I think two and a half weeks for a random piece is a little too long. I think two and a half weeks for a focused piece sounds about right. If not, I think it's a little too quick. Yeah. Uh, There was a big kerfuffle this week about artifact knowledge and how... They stopped <laughs> inflating how much artifact knowledge you get from week to week. And, and they, they didn't tell anyone. <laughs> they didn't say anything. It was something that was on PTR. You know, th- this again is something where it's like PTR is PTR, you know, which means subject to change. And, you know, it might not come out in the real game. But it sounds like they had consciously made the decision to stop inflating the amount you get after 15 weeks. Um, and that all- just so happened to coincide with the day of the patch. And, yeah, because um, the thing is, that. on the PTR, you could still, it was still inflating. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. it went live, it just turned off. There was, I mean, there was no warning on this. <laughs> this is kind of a nice catch up mechanic. If you miss a week or two, you get more artifact knowledge the next week, and it, you can kind of make up some of the difference that you lost. Mm-hmm. But I mean, my and, Demon Hunter capped out today, and I'm already level twenty on my knowledge yeah. on my art on my artifacts piece. It's it's a great system for catch up. And I think war- you know the the thing is is like, look, if you haven't played in a month because you put down Battle for Azeroth because you thought it sucked, and now you want to see what it's like on the next patch, you're going to be making more artifact knowledge than you did previously. You know, mm-hmm. if you've been playing this entire time and you have artifact knowledge built up and, you know, this week you're not getting a little bit more than you got last week. Well, who cares? You should have artifact knowledge because you've been playing the game. I think it kind of evens out and people need to, like, not no, have no, their panties even, in a bunch over this. It evens out. It does even out. But because the thing is, it, the artifact knowledge uh, or the Azerite knowledge or whatever it's called, I'm so confused on names nowadays, um, it, because it's so because it's so tied into our Azerite pieces, it's kind of frustrating that they didn't tell us that there wouldn't be, that the, the cap would be changing, that the, the cap wouldn't continue to go up. Um, if they had told us and they let us know, then I think the backlash wouldn't be as big as it is. I don't mm-hmm. think there would actually be as much anywhere near as much backlash as there is because Ian's completely right. This is work. This system is working the exact same way as artifact knowledge worked back in Legion. 
the cap was 25, it was raised to 40, and it just and the system went like that. And there was no problems with that. It was a good system. But we were warned about that. They advised us this is gonna how this is how it's gonna work. Going live and then finding out that it's gonna work, that's it's a, it's a poor communication issue. Um, yeah. But I, I, it makes complete sense and I have no issues with it. But I feel like they need to communicate better with their player base. It's something that in the last... Elbe and I were saying this earlier um, before we started recording. The last half of this year, Blizzard has been very poor in their communications with all their games. Hmm. Alright. Um, moving on to the Heart of Azeroth itself. Um, Azerite gear going forward. This is a big change. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, <laughs> basically, the 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 uh, requirements needed to unlock the different tiers on Azerite armor are going to be significantly lower. So basically, you'll have everything unlocked as soon as you get the armor, so that you can pick your talents immediately, and the talents themselves will have better powers and more kind of rotation changing powers available to you so that it's more like what the um, artifact weapon was in legion yes so long story short in the next tier not the dardazar not the not the troll not the current raid that we're getting now and the tier following that the wrath of ashara tier when you get an azurite piece all of the traits will be all of the traits will be unlocked ready for you to just pick your, uh, there will be something on your Heart of Azeroth that will give you similar choices to what we had in Legion with the Artifact system. That is where the unlock stuff will be coming from. This is what we have suggested since beta. Put all the power into that necklace rather than on the pieces. This is what we've been suggesting since beta. It's, it's a pretty a large great change. change. This is a fucking great change, and I'm so happy for this. And I I don't care about anything else right now because I'm happy to play WoW knowing that they're going to make this change. Because this is a great change. This is bringing the, what worked in Legion forward rather than taking the best bits out of the artifact system, they're bringing the best parts for that back and putting them in again, and I'm so happy about it. It's a great change. Sorry, yeah. I, 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 was very, I'm, I was very excited for us to get to that part just so I could nerd and be happy, because I've been yeah. very depressing so far, but I'm so happy about this. This is a great change. I'm so happy. I agree with you. I mean, I'm looking forward to more details on what that's actually going mm. to mean. Um, I'm so I don't necessarily want gonna... more buttons, but we'll see what happens. I don't mind about more buttons because they've already taken away so many from us. But what I am excited to see is what they are going to bring forward. Are they going to give us completely new talent, uh, completely new choices on this neck than what was on our weapons? Or are they going to bring some of the best ones back for the weapons and put them there? Are they going to make completely new ones? It's so many questions, so little information. Blizzard, please fill me, fill me with the information. I need to know. Please. God damn it. <laughs> uh, Warfronts, the Arathi Warfront is going to stay at the current eye level. It's They're mm -hmm. not going to bump it up. 
they are going to bump up dark shore once season two starts so that you can get eye level 400 gear which is nice um moving on moving on moving on uh i wanted to mention uh, why more about warfronts i mean heroic warfronts heroic warfronts okay so they say that heroic warfronts may make an old warfront relevant again for a tier i don't think it is unless they also bump the rewards that's what i'm saying that's that's what it's going to be that's what that's what they're hinting at there though to make it more heroic modes will make to make it more relevant will give you better rewards, which I'm hoping for, which I'm praying for because I, mean, I want to do a heroic warfront. I, heroic warfront is so what basic warfronts should be. <laughs> so do I, for sure. I mean, but in order to get the guild to do it, you would have to get something on the equivalent of the the raid, you know, in order for us Depending to spend a raid on night the difficulty, doing that. Who would do it on a raid night? Do it on a different night. I don't think we would do it. Like, if we need like fifteen people together, that only occurs on raid night. I think it was ten for the heroic. At least ten. Still, we can't pull that together if it's not a raid night. Maybe a Monday. Maybe. But yeah, I mean, the rewards would have to make it worth it. That's the only reason I would even consider that. Fair enough. All right. Um, um, if you want to get old PvP mounts, there's now they've now kind of announced how you can do that. So basically, there is a PvP mount for this expansion. I don't know if there's going to be more than one or not, but the Hippo is the current one. Once you get the Hippo, then you can add in, uh, or basically they'll add in another progress bar for you to fill up. Right now, if you're not aware of this, you have to do like a raided battleground or a raided... You have to do um, multiple raided battlegrounds or Yeah, raided battlegrounds or raided arenas. But then and you, you have, have to do them above 1600 rating. Right. You first have to get the 1600, then is it 14 or 16? 1600, I because okay. I am 1524 and I'm not getting credit, but I was 1600. Okay. So you get the 1600, then you have to win while you're at that or above. And then you'll start getting a percentage point. And at least for me, the way that it's been working at my shit level, like at the lowest level, it is around 100 or 200 wins something like that so it it's takes a, a while to get this it's depending on if you're doing twos threes or rated battlegrounds i believe it works out 200 wins in twos 100 wins in threes and 50 wins in rbgs okay so Above it takes a fair amount so if you're at that point and yeah lb says it's 1400 so yeah it's 1400 is it 14 oh not bad so anyway um if you get through that and you get the hippo, great for you. The next time the bar will show you that you'll get a vicious saddle and the vis- vicious saddle can be used to purchase one of the old uh, PVP mounts, Yes, which is pretty cool because if you haven't been doing a lot of PVP, there's a lot of them out there to choose from. Um, and this would give you kind of a repeatable way to, to get those old mounts. But, you know, for the amount of wins that it would take to do that, I, I mean, for most people like me who only casually PvP, I don't think it's worth it. I'll do it. <laughs> I like mounts. I like mounts. Okay. I like All right. mounts. Um, and finally, to kind of wrap this up, because we're now over an hour in the podcast and we haven't even talked about the hero stuff. We'll um, do that next week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll do that next week. That sounds good to me. Um, class design 
uh they're never truly satisfied with class design um one of the things that they you know did was to prune back some of the um specs over the past expansion and they actually undid some of those changes like yep giving us back the raid wide buffs which giving i still fucking hate back um but you know i mean who who wants to sit there before raid and they're like I didn't get my stamina buff. Can you please buff me? I missed. I missed. Dude, we used to have eight buffs over eight over over the classes, and I fucking missed them. I genuinely missed them. It was a nice little thing. Oh, um, I'm a yeah. I, I'm a I'm a bear druid, but I'm giving everyone the I'm giving everyone plus five percent to stats. It was great. I'm help. It's it was a nice little thing that was unique to certain classes. It's another thing it that away. people forget to do, and it's annoying as fuck. The thing is, the, the one of the biggest things that they were talking about in Legion, class mm-hmm. fantasy, there was nothing more unique to each of the classes than the buffs that they gave people. Okay. It, I mean, I'm looking at it more in a practical way, and practically I'm speaking, at it from someone a always forgets. And nostalgia way. <laughs> And someone always forgets, and then there's that one day where you don't have the warrior, and people are like, oh, did That's you make you the thing that can give you... Yeah. Did you make I the have, thing? I have 200 of each of them on my monk. Is it just for everyone safe. in the group, or is it just you? Oh, for everyone. I use okay. it once, and it goes on everyone. I feel I mean, like we should just they're use... They're not strong, but they're definitely oh. there. Oh. I thought they're that they were on par it. with the same. No, there's buff like there's like a get. percent, there's like a percent, like a couple percent down, just because it's crafted okay. and yeah. it's still better to bring that class rather than bring the item, but it's worth it because you have that. You know what I mean? God damn it! Let it have. persist through death. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason for it to persist <sighs> through death because you know the class can just pop. There you go. It's there again. I know, but like. I hate having to fucking remember it every single time. I'm just gonna play a I'm class sorry. that doesn't have you remember, the buff. You have to remember your food buff. You have to remember to drink water. You have to remember to make sure you bubble people. It's just part of the game. And I have to remember to go to the bathroom and go to sleep every day. And I don't. I don't know. Who knows? It's not. It's it's a single button that you additionally press at the start of a pool. I just hate when Stone asks so, me for the fucking stamina buff because I forgot it. Because he's always the first time. one no, who's no. going to say story something. Story time. Story time. Quick story time. Paladins back in vanilla had these buffs. They had multiple of them and they lasted for five minutes at a time. Paladins in vanilla buffed the entire raid during the raid because by the time they had started, by the time they had finished buffing 40 people, the first ones were already starting to run out. That's annoying. Paladins were buff bots back in the day. Hmm. <sighs> you have it easy. <laughs> I know. When I was a kid, I had to walk uphill both ways. You have it easy. You mm-hmm. don't even need reagents to use these. Back in the day, we did. You need to use fortitude. You needed candles. And they would use you would they would use them up every time you used it. You used to have to individually put this shit on people before they made a mass version of it. You have it easy. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Sorry, I just had to. Um, last thing, um, Artifact Pairings and Transmog, team are not uh, actively working on breaking the pairings, as far as we know. Um, I want them to, because the Vengeance Glaives look ugly, the Havoc ones look amazing. So, I play Vengeance, I want to have those Havoc Glaives. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else you want to say, Kevin? Um... What what was I mean, your, what's I, your final thoughts on this? What's your uh, what, what from this Q and A was uh, is your biggest draw? I mean, obviously, I think the biggest thing is that they're planning some major changes to how the heart of Azeroth works, and I'll be interested to see what that actually does. Um, mm-hmm. In a way, I'm happy that they would bring back some of the talents. Like, I mean, at least for the first month within Battle for Azeroth, I was trying to hit a button that I used to have on my artifact weapon. Yep. And I was like, where'd it go? No. What? What? <laughs> like, I would use it, like, almost every fight. Dude, so, I've been doing the same thing leveling this Demon Hunter. I've been, yeah. where the fuck is my Azerite power? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in a way, I think I'm kind of, like, missing that. And then, in a way, I'm kind of dreading needing more buttons because I, I'm one of the people who feels that there's already too much, too many buttons and too many abilities. But you're insane because a lot of people think that they're taking well, way too much. You know, there was a big calling in what uh, Warlords of Drainer, a- and they removed a bunch of stuff, and people complained about it. And it's like I started off in Warlords of Drainer and still felt like there was too much shit that I had to click on or keep my action bar. I had to buy a fucking mouse to like click all the buttons I needed to click. You should not play vanilla. So. Yeah, it was vanilla. just. Yeah, I mean, when classic comes out, we're keeping you away from it because it's gonna ruin you. Who knows? All all <laughs> I want to do in that is craft and mine. But anyway, um, oh so yeah, that that's the one major thing is the heart of Azeroth stuff. I think that was like a thing, and then you know, hopefully, their promise is to be more transparent about future release notes. And honestly, if people want to read through it, give people the option to read through all of the fucking things they changed. You know, like, let it be a thing. Why, you know, I understand not that's not for everybody, but if there's people that want to do that, great. And like, frankly, I would rather have a few people on YouTube that would go through all the patch notes in general and pull out things that they think are important. Like, I would watch some of those videos, you know, and, you know, not everyone is going to have time to read five or 10 pages worth of patch notes, but maybe some people will and summarize some stuff and we'll get some different opinions on it rather than just what blizzard thinks we need to see because maybe what they think is important is different from what other people think is important so those are my final thoughts on that yeah i'm just happy they're listening to the community about their azurite changes because they really needed to do this and i'm very happy about it yep um, Kevin doesn't have a don't do that or do that. Oh, I do I, have a do. I do have okay, one. Okay, you do. Okay, go yeah, for it. Yeah, my, my don't do that is, you know, why don't we have a conversation with Blizzard when a patch comes out and when we start figuring out stuff that they didn't quite tell us? Why don't we have a conversation with them about that instead of just start blasting them and making videos that are blasting them and saying, like, why didn't they tell us this? And do mean you tweeting have a them. direct phone line to Ian Hazacostas that I don't know about? Because I don't know. But, it, no. What do you mean? The way you've just said that, why don't we just have a conversation with them? 
well, that's what the forums I mean, are for. I'm, I'm talking about forums. I'm talking about Twitter. I'm talking about yeah, you know the community. Like we need to just have a conversation rather than an argument. And I feel like people jump to the conclusion that somehow this stuff was held back on purpose from us and like Dude, things were excluded wrong. from the patch notes from us on purpose and like you know fuck blizzard they're screwing us over like it doesn't need to have that kind of a tone the the conversation doesn't need to have that tone we can come at it with some more understanding and we can come at it with like oh well maybe they forgot to tell us this or maybe they did think this through but just didn't tell us so like why 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 is general you know why is the general community their first um, reaction is negative instead of like I'm going to agree with you but I'm also going to give a reason why I think this happens a lot or at least recently okay okay so I agree with you that positive or constructive feedback is one of the most important things that a community can give a developer to try and fix problems that the game is experiencing and you'll agree with that yeah but I think that over the last six months or so, um, Blizzard well, with, in general... With the Battle for no, Azeroth no, 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 patch no, no, no. in general. Over the last six months, Blizzard in general have been very poor at both communication with their community and listening to their community. Um, and with thir- with certain things that were announced at BlizzCon and certain things that weren't announced at BlizzCon because let's be honest World of Warcraft, Diablo, StarCraft, all of these all these IPs are part of Blizzard and a lot of the community plays all of these games or at least plays multiple of these games. A lot of the anger is coming from the decisions that are coming from Blizzard in general. Things like mm. Diablo Immortals, the esports being taken yeah. away. Um, there's just a general anger and frustration towards the company at the moment. And that is not helping the situation with the fact that the community doesn't feel listened to. The community feels ignored by the company that they put a lot of their heart and soul into. I mean, yeah, we make this show for fun and for us to just chill and have a good time. But we put a lot of work into this. And we put a lot of work into World of Warcraft and Heroes. And for us to feel like we're being completely ignored. Because, yeah, there are times that we get angry and we shout. But there are definitely times where we give constructive feedback. Even on the forums, like I put construct, I put as I think the feedback I put on there is as constructive as it can be. Yeah. But we feel ignored, and that's gonna cause frustration, and that's gonna cause anger. So I don't fault the community for being frustrated. I fault Blizzard for not listening to us sooner, because throughout Legion they listened to us, but. Well, throughout this expansion and throughout the last six months, it feels like they haven't. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I, as I'm watching the Q&A earlier today, I'm kind of looking at, um, you know, I'm kind of looking at Ian and I'm looking at Lore and I'm thinking, what must be going through their head? You know, like, ha- knowing how much work they put into the 
to the expansion and how much like um you know how much kind of effort that they put into this game and then not only that but they're also experiencing i'm sure questions or pressure or general uncertainty about their company due to these other changes that are you know being made on the hero side and you know maybe some other areas and other key people leaving the company and yada yada i mean speculation 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 but you know i'm sure that's putting some doubt on them and some frust you know just uncertainty and then you know to to hear more negative stuff from the community i think is probably not helping anything no absolutely no doubt i completely have absolutely no doubt and i always feel really bad for the people who have to be the ones to stand there and try and sift through all of this but at the end of the day they are a company we are their paying customers and we are and a lot of people especially within the podcast community within the youtube community give constructive information and constructive feedback that just goes completely ignored i mean these the issues with azurite are things that were brought up by us by other podcasts by other youtube uh by other youtube personalities in beta these were these issues were brought up and mentioned in beta mm. and only now in fact no not even now next tier tier three we will see these changes finally coming in and so you know things take time to develop and plan and talk about and make sure they're not going to break stuff that's so, what beta yeah. is for yeah I, who knows if they're adjusting to a new development life cycle or, you know, how long they, it, yeah, I mean, everything is pointing to the fact that there were things that were half-baked when BFA came out. It's pretty apparent across the board. Yeah. I mean, Legion came out and it was polished. This came out mm -hmm. and it was not. Yeah. And they can, not only was it polished to begin with, but they continued to improve things as the expansion went on I mean, and made me them wrong, even better. I mean, shore and it was kind of shit, but everything after, before and after that was great. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, Broken Shore will never be forgiven in my eyes. But <laughs> the vast majority of that expansion was fucking great. Anyway, um, Chris, yes, do you have I, a don't do that or a do I that? I have a do that. Um... So, a uh, little known fact about me, every month uh, from my paycheck, I donate uh, £10 a month to Make-A-Wish UK. I think they're a wonderful organisation. Uh, this is not, no sponsorship, no nothing. This is just uh, something that I fucking love. Um, they are a beautiful, beautiful organisation that give life-changing dreams to children who, with terminal illnesses or with life-altering illnesses. And I, this time of year, I always donate as much as I can because it's Christmas. The kids need it. The kids are beautiful. So what I want people to do, whether big or small, I ask donate as much donate anything you can to make a wish in the US, make a wish in the UK, whatever division of make a wish you have in your area. Or if you don't have a make a wish in your area, donate something to charity. Just be giving. Be kind. Just you know make a difference that's a good one thank you um that's our show people 
uh, to talk to us during the week, you can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AzerothCTC. Kevin is at SwingCat with a K. I am at Akari underscore Mag. And Gav is at Gavril underscore ET. Uh, two eyes, one ill. Uh, you can send us emails to feedback at azerothctc.com. All links from today's show uh, will be on our website at azerothctc.com. You can shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes. All those good things, as was proven today with Alessandra's great email. We listen and we love to hear from you guys. So please, 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 please get in contact with us. Um, say goodnight, buddy. Good night.